0: Welcome to the Movies on the Brain podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brian C. Wood, and with me this evening is my good friend and co-host,
1: Chad Mitz.
0: Welcome to another weird, wild, and wacky week in the world of genre movie news. And yes, Chad still has the reverberation, but we're working on that. Um, So Chad, tell me about the Northman. Tell me about this ginormous financial success that it has rained down on all of humanity With its $90 million budget.
1: Um, Are we in the same reality? Because the things you said are not the things that I know in my reality. Uh, My reality says uh, the Northman is going to be a big bomb. Uh, I don't know how. I don't think that speaks to the quality of the film. But at least the box office that I know in my reality says that it's what. I think it made 12 twelve fourteen billion billion this weekend projected so far. On on a ninety million dollar budget, somewhere around there,
0: seventy five million plus uh,
1: marketing. Uh, That's ninety million. That's not so bad. When I when I found out what that budget was, I'm like, oh, this should this should make money easy because it was cheap. This is what this is what we've been preaching for: make a cheap movie, and you should make your money back. And then, and if you're decent. You make your money back money easy, back, and apparently and the Northman North North is challenging North. all of that because it, it's it's fairly cheap. Uh, from what I've heard, people that have seen it enjoy it. It's just that nobody's going to see it.
0: Well, I mean, in fairness, more people are going to see that than they are uh, the um, the massive weight of unbearable talent, which has just been shortened to massive uh, massive talent uh, by the uh, by the advertising. But, uh, I mean, that was, what, $8 million on a $40 million budget, so.
1: Well, I'm not I'm surprised not about uh, Massive Talent. Uh, I mean, I knew that was coming. I didn't know exactly when it was coming out. So when, like, the release date came, I'm like, oh, it's here already. So I didn't think a lot of people knew what that was. And, you know, I need to pull po- po- my my general audience people and let them see the trailer and see if they understand and or get confused by. So Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage. It's not that hard of a concept, but when it's something sort of meta like this, people kind of, even in its simplicity, people kind of get lost. But I don't know how much that movie costs me either, but I don't care. I want to see it. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, You've seen it already, I'm sure. uh, You haven't seen it?
0: I only saw the Northmen this weekend. Okay.
1: Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm going to Me
0: and seven other people on Thursday night.
1: It was just seven? Mhm. Man. So, so, yeah, we both had, had empty theater, theater experiences, experiences except I was completely alone. Not a not goddamn, goddamn soul. soul. And when I say when not I a say goddamn soul, soul. soul, I mean I saw, I saw one of the uh, AMC, that AMC workers, workers that, that Catches Trash. I saw her when I went to the restroom, and she was the same one that came to clean up my theater of Only Me. When I left, there was nobody else on that wing. Uh, but I saw a movie that's been out for like three weeks, and it's 824, and it's always small. So it's a little bit different than The Northman when you saw it on opening day, opening uh, the the first showing, and <laughs> you only had seven other people in the theater.
0: I mean, I just enjoyed... Uh I just enjoyed my experience and it it was epic and it was everything that it was intended to be. My problem was that finding an audience for that movie is going to be hard because it is a a large scale, well acted, well produced, well made uh, version of whatever uh, folktale of heroism that you uh, that you read in high school literature class take in, take beowulf take hamlet take any any tale like that that you have macbeth any of those kind of things that you, that you read in high school literature and he didn't change a damn thing about them he just literally filmed them and they <laughs> he filmed them with the nordic uh titles and he filmed them uh in in landscapes that looked similar and literally just filmed them uh so like there's nothing unusual or different about it really um, it's just we don't get these kind of movies every, every well off that often and they're not always this well made see Robert Zemeckis Beowulf and so when you do get them and they are well made people want them to do well and then they do this, they crash and they burn and it's not for lack of marketing because lord knows not, it wasn't just a film twitter thing I feel like massive weight of unbearable talent was a film twitter thing I feel like this, like the Northmen and everywhere, every everything, everywhere, all at once, have been mainstream
1: in their advertising. Yes, yes. I've definitely seen, I've seen more advertising, well, actually, I've seen more advertising for this and then Massive Weight. Uh, I don't think I've seen any for uh, everything all at once at all. Not that I can think yeah, of. No, not, no, like, not like, you know, internet, internet stuff, stuff. I can't really I can't judge, judge that, that stuff, stuff, on, stuff TV, on TV. I've seen, I've, I've seen The Northman, 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 Northman a bit, and I've yeah, seen, seen, seen Massive weight, weight, but I haven't so seen, seen, seen everything. uh everything. But, but, but I say Northman probably. Well, bro. yeah, I think yeah, Northman probably I've seen the most, so I think they spent the most. Um Because really, the I think the appeal of the movie is just, just like the visceralness of the, the images. So you want people to see those images to drive them to the theater. So I, I get why you do it. It's just nobody I, for whatever reason, nobody care.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's an adult movie for an adult audience. Um, Like it's, it's not like it's, it's, it's a complex narrative, but it's also a simple narrative. It's got trippy visuals. I mean, the the closest thing that I can think of um, think of to this is um the uh Green Knight which came out okay. last summer. Yeah. And that's an A24 movie. Um it's an A24 movie. And it's based on classic British literature. And it's got a trippy, different take on the material, which was pretty trippy on its own. Um, so, I mean, it's, you know, it's different. And The Green Knight never found an audience. But then again, that was the middle of the pandemic, like June 2022, 21. Um, People were still migrating back to theaters at that point. I had to go to the Broad to see it. Um, you know, it's it's different. And so I was hoping it would find an audience because it is fantastic and it is film literature and Nicole Kidman gives a far better performance in this movie than she does in, uh, being the Ricardos. And <laughs> like, it's awesome. Like, you know, our, uh, you know, our boy, uh, Ethan Hawke is in it, but in it for all of 10 minutes, but leaves a lasting, imp- uh, a lasting impression. And I'll be damned if Aaron, Anya Taylor-Joy, um, is not the best thing in every movie that she's in. And that includes the uh, the new mutants, uh, which no one saw and I still love. Um, she's fantastic in this and she holds her own against Skarsgård and really makes things go. It's, it's a fantastic movie. And I, I just, I'm sad that more audiences aren't picking up on it. Uh, but you like filmed classic literature is just hard to get people behind. Unless it's like the only reasons Dumekis was able to do it was um, have Angelina Jolie in the film and have it be 3D and have it be computer animated in the same creepy style he did uh, the, the, the Christmas train movie on. Um, you know, it's hard to get people behind classic, you know, classic literature like that. And, you know, I think they marketed it well. I think they hit their spots with marketing. but. I mean unless you're just straight up going to show all the bloody parts and just go after the bro crowd like like this I don't really know how much better the marketing could have done. I mean they they did everything they could. It's just it's not landing.
1: Uh, so it I I'm, I'm trying to remember like the last like movie like this. Not not The Green Knight, but like I mean, I want to say sword and sandal stuff, but I know this doesn't doesn't, kind of, doesn't qualify for the uh for Norsemen because of the Norse stuff, but you know, that kind of movie. When was the last movie of that kind that we had and did that do any business? Off the top of my head, I would want to say no.
0: I mean, not really the last besides the Green Knight, the uh last movie that I can remember that was somewhat like this. But wasn't exact was uh was the ki- a kid in King Arthur's uh the kid who would be king uh which was January of 2020 I want to say and that kind of w- that met a lot of positive reception but it didn't necessarily launch box office wise as well as it could have um like all of this stuff is there and it could be mined forever between. Canterbury Tales, Mm. Pilgrim's Progress, uh, Paradise Lost, uh, Sir Gowan and the Green Knight, uh, just the abundance of the Athenian legend as a whole. Like, there are plenty of stories that you could mine there. Guy Ritchie did a version of King Arthur in May of 2019 that never really took. Um, But that was mainly because of Guy Ritchie's kinetic style is really mm. different and and unique um but like this is this is better than kingdom of heaven in my opinion it's it's better than um what's the what was the ty egerton uh jamie fox one uh, oh that was robin, did, hood. Um, robin hood like it's better than that it's just It's on par with the Green Knight, and both of these are really freaking good. And no one's going to see them because your English teacher isn't telling you about them.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're right. right.
0: And I just don't know that Hollywood knows where to, where or how to market those.
1: Uh, I don't. I I mean, I guess marketing could be a problem. Or I don't. I don't. It just seems like every time there's a. Like, I know for I Robin Hood people com- complain that they never they want to see another see Robin, Robin Hood because it's all, it's been done to death. They don't want to see anymore. They say the same thing with uh, King Arthur. Um, and both of those I argue we haven't had like a really good live action probably like faithful to the stories one in a while. So I think it's ripe for that kind of thing. But oh, the last the last true Athenian
0: legend tale uh, that was done and done right what do you say is excalibur
1: uh probably and i like i've never seen I've never that seen one that. i know, that, I know one's that one's older and, and like excalibur's what the, the 80s, 80s? Mm-hmm. 90s? 90s so i mean so it's been, been long, been long, long enough that you could do another one in that kind of vein for now, for now. But, but, but if if, if, if most, most people, people that, that know movies, movies uh are, or would go to the movies have this have view that I'm tired of seeing, seeing Arthur. I'm, I'm tired of seeing tired of seeing Robin Hood. I'm tired of seeing, seeing of these seeing things. things. Even though there haven't been that many things, it is it's probably it just kind of carries over. So no matter what you do, if you kind of have that little cloud of we don't want to see these things, then it kind of it might end up being like for those people being a self fulfilling prophecy that we got another one, but it's not good. We don't need another one of these things. Uh, so unless um, unless you get somebody that does one that just blows everybody away enough to blow that cloud away, uh, I don't know how you effectively like get these movies out. video game movies for that self fulfilling prophecy for a while. This is true. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, maybe just maybe just takes that one that's really good to to like kind of change the perception. But in the case of video games, I don't think it's it's been one. I think it's been think gradual been steps with movies with here and there. there to get to the point to where, the where now, now uh, I mean, I think I the think Sonic movies are probably the, probably best, the best video game video movies, movies based on video game, game properties. properties. I don't think they're the best in the world, but I adore, I adore those them. movies. So, so, so maybe, it takes maybe something take something like that. that. But I don't, I don't know how, how you get, get there with those so with these, you know, legend Legend types types of of movies. movies.
0: Well, I mean, the other thing, too, is, like, you know, Detective Pikachu and others uh, failed so that Sonic could fly. Um, And so it took time to get to Sonic and Uncharted. But we got there, and that was the main thing. I just... I don't know. I just think that there are a couple of things. One, I'm frustrated with the narrative that we get with the same people who do the steve jobs thing where it's like steve jobs is awesome and amazing i can't believe more people didn't go to see it and then yell at people for only going to see marvel movies you know it's <laughs> i can't tell you how many times i've i've run across people on my timeline going hey april's a great month you have all, all these different kinds of flavors of films for you to go see go back to the cinema people are going back to cinema what are they going back to see they're going back to see sonic 2 they're going back to see um, the bad guys, which is a unique, uh, a unique animated kids film um, that'll have the kids market to itself for a hot minute. They're they're <laughs> going, you know, they're going to see other things. They're not going to see ambulance. They're not going to see the, the Northman. Uh, you know, and that's unfortunate. But like, you can't yell at people and wave your finger and say you were the reason why the Steve Jobs landed in this. Didn't even make the top 100 in terms of box office the year it was released. You know, you're the reason we can't have good things, and at the same time, be like, "Please come see our movie." Um, you can't can't do both. Two. I'm extremely frustrated. The idea of when the Thor Love and Thunder trailer hit, people were like, "Ooh, look at how beautiful the cinematography is," and then people on film Twitter start yelling about oh yeah, I'm going to fly you the middle finger because that's not actual cinematography. That's CGI. Get that bullshit out of here. Y'all are horrible. Y'all are defiling the name of cinematography. Get get my cinematographer's name out your mouth. Like, film Twitter literally slapped the uh, Thor Love and Tr- Thunder people's reaction uh, for being out of line. And then the Northman comes out and literally the first shot of the film Is a CGI volcano. So, like, (laughs) you know, like, let's play this. Like, everybody has platelets. Everybody has CGI shots. Everybody has everything. Like, it's, there's no such thing as a 100% practical movie, unless you're doing a drama drama that's just two people sitting in a room talking. (laughs) You know, like, everybody has plates. Everybody films uh, out, like, on different locations. I mean, how many times has Jordan stood in for Egypt and how many different sand and sword, sandals and sword epics? Like, you know, it, it happens. Like, just because something is beautiful doesn't necessarily mean it was computer generated. And just because something isn't shot with natural light the way that The Revenant was doesn't mean that it's horrible. So, I mean, it's just I hate that dialogue, too.
1: I don't. I don't really, really want to get into film Twitter right now because I mean, there are part there are parts of it. I know a lot of them understand like technical parts, like cinematography, better than somebody like me. But yeah, they're just not. It it just seems if it's if it's popular, they're not happy with it unless they feel unless they respect the filmmakers involved. So, like, like, they'll respect respect all those technical technical aspects aspects of, like, something like the Batman. Batman. But But a Marvel movie movie is, like, like, fake fake popcorn, popcorn don't care. care. You know? And that's fine. fine. You don't have to to like it. But to to continuously, like, dunk dunk on on it seems um, excessive and petty. petty, petty.
0: Speaking of the theatrical experience, Chad, what did you make of AMC's announcement this week that they're going to uh be putting uh new projectors, laser projectors into cinemas around uh, 3,000 of their cinemas
1: around the country? I, I didn't, hear, didn't that. hear that. And, and I but, but but that sounds like good, like good news. news. That sounds like a, a lot of time when you uh when you talk to people, they will tell you um they complain about the theater experience. A lot of their complaints deal with the people that go to see theaters. I don't, I don't know how you, how you handle that because it is true. A lot of people treat theaters now like watching movies at home because that's what they've become accustomed to. But the other part is, is the theaters themselves. Uh, I've heard people complain about. Uh, the screen's not looking right because they're dirty and whatnot, and the projectors are old and and all that kind of stuff. So for AOC to be investing in their theaters, I think that is a good sign. I think that means they are listening to consumers that are saying, we want we want, we want better, better amenities because we can, we're we used to, to watching stuff at home. home. We can, uh, we've can. we got big, our big 4K TVs. TVs. We've got we projectors. Got we've got all this out. stuff. We can watch these movies, movies at home. At and home. while it might not it be, not be not like the theater, negative. we can make it, make it really, really, really close, close. And what we lose in and the the, the bigness, bigness and the sound, and we gain with gain the comfort of being at home. But if you're going to give us the best possible um the best possible viewing experience. Then we'll stay. Then we'll stay, and we might come back to watching things at the theater. So, kudos to them for actually listening. Uh, I hope this is the first step in renovating uh, their theaters and upgrading the things that need to be upgraded. They don't have those upgraded seats and stuff for every theater. They they're already doing plenty of that, but. For the actual screens, the actual visuals, the actual sound, that kind of stuff, uh, I, that, that, is an that is encouraging news.
0: Reinvesting in your, in your capital infrastructure there, uh, making sure that your lights dim to the proper level, making sure that all of your sound systems work, making sure that uh, all of your uh, screens are, are clear, making sure that uh, they don't have any holes in them or rips in them, making sure that, uh, you know, the theater stays clean in, in the presentable fashion. Like the movie, the, the people surrounding you go to the movies thing. I don't have that issue. And I don't think you really have that issue either simply because of the, the kinds of crowds we go with. We are always on a Thursday night or a Friday night. We're always with the big obvious that has been anticipating this movie for months, if not years, and it's the biggest thing. And they've just been waiting and they don't care what's on their their iPhone screen. They care about what's on the big screen. And so we're kind of we've kind of got a different perspective on there because we're not going on your average. I can't tell you the last time I was in a theater on a Saturday night. Um just because like I have no like I want to be first to see something. I don't want to the way our job well the way this podcast works and then also just the way that I am, I don't want spoilers and the only way to avoid that is to be one of the first to see the movie and i like being one of the first to see the movie because then you enter into the conversation you know what i mean like you can actually have a dialogue and a conversation about a a film whereas if you wait you know it takes you longer to get into that conversation and you have to avoid that conversation for a hot minute so yeah
1: well i can can, um Yeah, normally, normally you and I were there opening night. So and I've, I've said that for years because when we go see them, I don't normally have those issues, those issues, but um, not so much, not so much recently for the bigger movies. Um, but, you know, I will see the movies multiple times to open the weekend. So, yeah, I will see, it on. I will see it on Thursday night, but then I also see it on like Friday, Saturday Granted, Granted, when I see it at those times, it's normally during the day, so that crowd's a little bit different too. That's it's not as big of a crowd. If there are people there, they're normally there, like families and stuff. Um, And families in like Marvel movies, the kids are a little bit older, so there's not like a whole bunch of talking. It's 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 like opening day, but like opening day light. Uh, Honestly, the most. The most like disruptions I have when I go see movies outside of Thursday night are when I go and I take my daughter to like children's movies on Saturday, like when we saw, uh, we just went to see uh, the Bad Guys on Saturday, Saturday morning. Again, we'll go Saturday morning, but uh, this was because it's a kids movie. Saturday morning, that's booming time. The theater's almost full, but. but, but. I'm. Expe- I'm expe- I hear I stuff because the ki- stuff. their kids. It's it's a kids movie, so kids are constantly talking. Adults are talking to their kids. Occasionally, you have adults that talked to the movie uh, because the those are the kind of people that bring their kids to see movies. But I expect that in there, in there, so it doesn't bother me. But to say I'm going to see Spider Man and this lady next to me is on her phone and talking and all that stuff, I don't. I don't ever have to deal with that. And Especially now, I've gone to like, I've gone to AMC, I've gone to Cinemark, I've gone to there's a, a Studio Movie Grill here. I've gone to all these other theaters and all these different days, and I've never run a I've never run across somebody that makes me want to punch them in the face. Except, except, except that one time we saw Green Lantern at midnight, and those people brought the baby with them to a midnight screen. That was by far the worst people that ever ever saw a movie with me.
0: Well, it was an appropriate uh, an appropriate movie for the child to take in as it will uh, inform them of what a movie should not be for the rest of its life. <laughs> I mean,
1: I mean the, at, I, when we saw them so walk in, one. I was like, why are you bringing, I mean, they were, they were the baby's in a baby character. That's how That's small how the small baby, baby is. is. And it's, and midnight. it's I'm midnight. midnight. I'm like, there's, there's no way, there's way, way we're getting we're through this movie without this baby crying. crying. And to she's that she's baby's credit, that baby stayed quiet the entire time indeed
0: uh, so Chad let's talk about Marvel let's talk about the multiverse of madness which quickly descends upon us but let's also first talk about the Moon Knight and the Hippo God tell me Chad about your thoughts about the latest addition to the MCU the Hippo God
1: I don't really want to say much about the Hippo God because I don't know much about the Hippo God but seeing her um, she reminded she kind, like like I got, I got all the all vibes, vibes of every, every female, female cartoon hippo that cartoon you've before. ever seen in in in, in cartoons cartoon before. before the uh, uh, the, lady the lady hippo in Animaniacs. Animaniacs, the hippos of course from, from Fantasia. Fantasia, all of that. All of I, I got all those got vibes when life, she showed up, and, uh, and then she, she did her she little, little cute little high. high. But that's and all I got for the hippo guy. I would just my first thoughts my exact first thoughts when I saw this was, wow, that is weird as shit. shit. Other than that, that, I don't don't have much to say about the hippo. Uh, Moon Knight itself, itself, like, like, it is is, by by far not my favorite Marvel Marvel show, show, but but I I am entertained and and I am hooked enough that I'm waiting to see what happens next. Like, I'm eagerly awaiting Wednesday. But, uh, It's one, it so far is one of those projects that is really all off on its own. There's nothing else that associates you with anything else. Like, I didn't think about this, so I heard people talk about it. It's like, we don't really know if this takes place pre blip or post blip. I think there might be, I think somebody might have said something about seeing those flyers for, uh, one of those organizations that showed up in like Captain America. But other than that, there's nothing specifically that tells you where we're at in in time with this story. So I like that aspect of Moon Knight. It also makes me believe that whatever stinger we get for the end of the show is going to directly tie into something that's coming up immediately. I have some hunches on that, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I like, the, I, like, I, like I like the I like the islandness, island-ness of it. it and maybe we'll maybe get more island, island kind island of feeling stories uh from Marvel in Marvel. the future.
0: Um definitely has the island feel, feel, and vibe to it. I'm loving Oscar Isaac's performance. I'm loving the Indiana Jones vibe that I'm getting from this. Um, I just like it's fun to have an actual adventure, you know, Egyptian movie again, which we haven't really had because you know indiana jones versus the martians um so i enjoy this kind of stuff there are some technical difficulties you know Omnit's, you know how does how does Omnit, you know and harrow know about the father unless they were there and when did harrow surrender the body over uh surrender get out of conscious service and into into uh into the other into the uh, harrow's uh service so like um they're technical questions timeline questions um but it's it's weird and it's trippy and it's different and i love the fact that like everybody's freaking out because they think that the entire thing is a dream when it's very clearly not a dream he got shot into the after into the purgatory to me he got shot into purgatory um he fell into a pool of water in an egyptian tomb he is languishing there in purgatory and the good hippo god is here to guide them across and through uh to the other side to meet kanju and to come back to this this plane and to help uh help old girl uh in, in her situation defeat hero um as far as tying into the larger mcu I don't think this is a Doctor Strange cameo. I do, however, think we might, might. I'm not saying it will happen, but I, I think we might get our first look at Marciana Ali as, uh, as Blade in this, at this, in the stinger of this particular, uh, this particular television show.
1: Okay, okay so, so I'll tell, you, tell where you where I think, where I think, think, I this, think is this is going. going. Um, we have a yeah, little movie, 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 movie that comes out, that comes out, this, out summer. this summer. That deals, with, deals a career, with a character, a character, character who, in, who his, in name his name, is God Butcher. God. And we're dealing, we're dealing with a show that's got a but bunch got of gods. God. They're, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, they're, say they're they're bad guys, bad guys good guys, guys but, but clear that we're, we're dealing with gods. God. So, so if, if, if he's going around butchering gods God, and we're going to deal with him this summer, maybe he starts by popping up in Egypt and off of some of their gods. Just a thought.
0: It is entirely possible. It is is it's entirely possible. Again, <clears throat> again, as you uh, as you reminded us last week, Takawatiti is completely batshit crazy. So there's no <laughs> telling what exactly is going to happen there. Um, and I just think that Blade and what is it called, the Night Society, the Midnight Society. It's the, the um, it's, it's, it's the
1: Midnight, midnight Suns. Suns.
0: The Midnight Suns, which I sent you a link a while back, the rumors that. That that Marvel was tinkering with the idea of doing this, but you kind of worried off because Ghost Rider is included in that team, and we haven't. The only Ghost Rider we have is the one from Agents of Shield. We don't really think they're going to carry that guy over. Although yep. I think some of that's been disproven now that you've had uh, Daredevil show up in the MCU as that version of Daredevil, and Kingpin is that version of Kingpin show up. So I think some of that stuff is is you now possible and on the table. Um, I just think that you're you're gonna you know, even though Blade is a little ways away, you have started casting for it, you have started uh, you got your director, you got your writer, like you're in deep in pre-production. You'll start principal photography sometime later in the year. Um, I think it's just, at some point he you have to see him, and you have to let remind people because I rewatched the I'm a I'm a fiend for Marvel. Uh, so I rewatched the 19 comic com panel again tonight because we had talked about it last week and I wanted to make sure that I was right. There's only one project left to two projects left to be released from that slate. Do you know what those two are?
1: It would be Blade would be Fantastic, Fantastic, Fantastic four, right? four,
0: right? No, it will be Blade and Thor Love and Thunder. OK, they announced. Yeah. they announced Fantastic Four at D23 the
1: following week. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And
0: that's also where they announced Miss Marvel and Moon Knight.
1: Well, yeah. uh, Because remember, we
0: were all all panicking because they were like, you know, this is everything from May 2021 to, at the time, November of 2020, from May of 2020 to November of 2021. So we were like freaking out, like this is only an 18-month slate? What's going on here?
1: Yeah, that's yeah. right. I forgot about that part.
0: But if you even listen to the dates that are announced for um, for the movies as they came up, Black Widow was delayed by a full year. It was supposed to be May 2020, got released in May of 21. Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings was supposed to be a February 2021 release. It got pushed back to July of 2021. And Eternals kept its date. It was supposed to be a November... Uh, it was supposed to be a November 2020 release, and it got pushed to November of 21. And then Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness was originally supposed to be November 2021, and it got pushed to May of 2022. Um, and Thor Love and Thunder was supposed to be uh, the last. Yeah, Thor Love and Thunder was supposed to be last, and that was supposed to be February of 2021. It was supposed to be November. So yeah, it was supposed to be Black Widow and Eternals in November of 2020. It was supposed to be Thor Loving. It was supposed to be um uh Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings in February of 21, Thor uh Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness in July of 21, and then Thor Ragnarok in November of 21. And intermixed with the TV shows that was supposed to be your Phase Four, and then they added Doctor Strange, they added uh, Moon Knight, and they added Miss Marvel, um, in there. But they the announcement at the tw- at Comic Con 2019 was Black Widow, Eternals, Hawkeye, Loki, um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Thor: Love and Thunder, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, What If, and. Uh, and Shang-Chi and the Legend of Really? Yeah. So... I
1: mean,
0: everything got pushed because of COVID. Everything got pushed around, but nothing got really pushed around. Like Doctor Strange is dropped from July to May, so like a a ten month pushback, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Widow was a full twelve months from November to from uh, May to May. Same thing with Eternals from November to November, um, but like. You know, barring COVID, we would already be in Phase Five.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, wait, wait, wait. wait you're, yeah, that's, yeah, that's is it Phase Five? Like we
0: we would be in 2022, and they only had announced projects through for Phase Four through November of 2021 because they didn't they didn't announce the Marvels, um, but they had announced uh, Moon Knight, and they had an- announced Miss Marvel above for 2021.
1: I can you. I guess you might be right but wait, but Guardians was always 2023
0: Guardians was always 23, but they didn't announce Guardians at the Comic Con panel I think they did that the next week would be 23 okay, because they announced it at the same time as they did the ride
1: okay, yeah, yeah. Which, which funny how that goes because that, 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 that sucker, sucker opens, opens, opens next, next month. month um I'm just, I'm just as I'm thinking about the Guardian stuff, I would think that they're close to in the shooting, but... They should, because I
0: mean, they had the... They had all three to film. They had the ride stuff, they had the, the Christmas special stuff, and then they had the movie.
1: Yeah, and... But I know they're still filming because uh, <laughs> because James Gunn will post on Twitter, and <laughs> what he normally posts on Twitter is somebody on the set keeps giving him little... Uh, Rick and Morty action figures and he doesn't know who it is. And it's been going on for like months now. Uh so I know they're still shooting. And I and I think he said I think he said they were done with the Christmas special. They had to be done with the Ride Stuff because again, that's coming out next month. Uh which is using Love Roller Coaster. A plus A plus uh music department for that one. But they yeah, they should be rapping soon and then they gotta and they'll have like oh, about a year turnaround to get that out in the theaters. Uh, Black Panther was announced at D twenty three three two which yep. is still slated for November, and I am shocked, shocked that they haven't moved that yet.
0: How much? How much of a delay was that? Was that a six week? That was a twelve week delay because they didn't come back till after Christmas.
1: Twelve weeks is probably right. So you we were saying. So to so, put that in everybody's terms, terms, the movie was shut down for three four months. They were probably they were probably going to be done. I don't know. I, I, it just seems like they would have been done before they would have broke for Christmas because they t- normally they take like a month off for Christmas. But uh, yeah, so then they, so they were probably as far as I know they're still shooting now. I haven't heard anything about production rapping. but. It, that's a hell of a turnaround, because normally your Marvel projects, they they finish shooting, and then they have about a year to do post-production. At this point, let's say they're finished now, and I, I don't think they are, but let's say they're finished now. It's seven months. That's seven months to turn around. I know they have some stuff in the can, but not that much.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's also the reason why we won't see footage for that movie until July, and I would not be surprised if we end up moving that date.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think it's going think back to probably next February. February. I think I they think can do next February. Because uh, I don't think I don't that think after...
0: It's, it's, the Marvels is supposed to be next February, right?
1: March is it? That, February that's what I can remember. That's the one I can't remember the date for. Uh, let's see. Let's see if I can find a date real quick. It's a 2023 film. And yeah, it is February. So, I mean, maybe you, but that's that's interesting because I don't know what you would do because, so, okay. So, the Marvels is February. Guardians is May. You're not moving Guardians from May. That's, that's a done deal. July is, is Quantum Mania, so, so to me, if you if pushed, you pushed it, it, you're pushing, you're pushing the Marvel. Mar- you're pushing Marvels, Marvels to, July, to July, and you're so pushing. You're pushing the, to, to me, you're pushing the Marvels up. Uh, uh oh, maybe so they maybe swap they and go up. to November. Yeah, uh, uh, that could be possible because I don't know. They're I, they're done shooting. Okay, okay, okay. They, and yeah, they yeah they might have been done shooting a while so. He, so he, That is possible. That is probably their best case scenario, that they swap uh, Black Panther and the Marvels. Uh, Let me see. Do they have anything for the Marvels?
0: Uh, Oh, yeah. They started
1: started in August of 2021. It doesn't say anything about them being done, but I can't imagine they're still shooting when they started principal photography in August. I believe that April
0: seems almost August to April seems like a Zack Snyder's Justice League.
1: uh, I was just just about to say it seems like a Zack Snyder uh, shooting schedule uh, because Batman Uh, for Superman, they shot that shit for like six six to eight eight months. Uh, Man of Steel Steel was was like August August to like like March March, or some crazy crazy crap crap like that. Yeah, that that seems like a Zack Snyder Snyder shoot. Um, (laughs) Marvel ain't playing that
0: no no they and uh re-watching re-watching again the march the 2019 comic, comic panel there's your boy nate moore just standing there with all the other line producers
1: just smiling away i keep saying nate moore because he's the one i know his name the most out of all of them but there's a line of producers you can just pick on and be like <laughs> Do you have do you have a plan to save DC? Come on, let me give it let me at least give you an interview. Something. But I mean they, they there's talent right there. Right there. Indeed.
0: So that'll about do it for this week's podcast. You can follow this podcast on Twitter. I am at BCW fan,
1: And I'm at the Met theory.
0: All hail, Mark Sanchez.
1: No, 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 we're not doing that.
0: Yes, we're always doing that. Mar Sanchez, Greatest Living American.
1: I'm cutting you off.